This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. You look like a proper chic French person and I like really want to hump you. You look so fit. I feel like I look like Steve Jobs, but sure thing, Vance. <laughs> <laughs> mate how are you i'm good too we're acting like we haven't caught up we actually have seen each other recently haven't we <laughs> we went on a date night recently which was so good oh it was brilliant wasn't it we went to see sophie hagen's stand-up show which is called fat jokes oh my so God. funny so, so funny. You, fucking good if you haven't got tickets you absolutely must go oh it was so good and do you know what was so nice is like when we walked into the theater because we were like sort of about five minutes before it started like we're going the audience was just full of like people in bigger bodies and and just it just was the most wonderful welcoming wholesome lovely crowd of you know like we spoke about the fact that like we're gonna go in we're gonna sit down we're gonna laugh at these things and we know that we're not the only people in there doing that and you know so I know some people you know who listen to this podcast sometimes go to things and have a lot of social anxiety I hope that that is a place in which people don't feel that because everyone's in the same boat and it was so nice. It was a really inclusive, safe space, wasn't it? And like Sophie is absolutely hilarious and uh, we actually did an episode with them last season, didn't we? So if you haven't listened to that, definitely do go and have a listen. So dating seems to be the big topic for this season. And Lauren, we've actually watched you go through your dating, I'm going to say it, journey, even though I hate that word, (laughs) over the last few months. And we've had some fantastic guests on already to talk to you about this. So we had Lauren Tallulah, Steph Yeboah. But today we have two fantastic guests who are also currently dating while fat. And they also like talking about it online like you do. So a huge, huge welcome to Alex and Nikki from the Swipe Fat podcast. How are you both doing today? Hi, we're good. Just starting our day. I'm obsessed with both of you. And we joked about this before we started recording. Both Nikki and Alex are so very softly spoken. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. And then there's me and Laura from the south of England. <laughs> Sometimes we don't pronounce our T's. So this is going to be very fun. All the time. <laughs> so this is going to be very fun. But we are so excited to have you here. I've, I've, I listen to your podcast and I've had... I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Right, okay, so before we, we've got lots of questions for you, but before we get started, there's something that we ask all of our guests when they come on Go Love Yourself. And our favourite saying on our podcast is the way that you look is the least interesting thing about you. So, girls, what is the most interesting thing about you? My job or my ambition? Like, I, I don't know. I think, like, I lead with my job a lot in dating because it sounds cool. Tell me everything. Oh, I'm a brand manager for a restaurant group. Um, I've always loved with my job before that was radio. I don't know. It's just something I do. It, it makes me feel confident. And what about you, Alex? Well, now I feel like I'm, I don't know. <laughs> what is, what's the, Nikki, what's the most interesting thing about me? I can't think of one thing. I know this is, that sucks for you. Uh, <laughs> one thing, you own your own business. Oh, hello. That's pretty interesting. Growing up, you spent a lot of time in England. Oh, did you? Where about? Um, Surrey. Nice. Oh, posh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, that posh. It does have Croydon. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is the great thing about this question is that it just really reveals more about like, oh, hi, I wear this and I'm a, I'm a size this. That doesn't matter. And it's, you get like the actual, like the real good stuff about someone. So that's why I love that question. But yeah, what we need to know is, so, so you two are pals. 
like how did you guys meet and how did it all get started? Uh, We met through mutual friends and I was complaining about some plus size influencers in Chicago. One of my friends was like, oh, you need to meet Sassy, her Insta Sassy Confetti. And I was like, okay. And so I started following her and I DM'd her and I asked her to hang out. She said no. (laughs) And then we eventually met in person at an event. Um, But also, like, why would a random girl, like, you want to hang out with a random girl? I was like, oh, we have these mutual friends. They said we like each other. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm so busy. Which now knowing she is really, really busy. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I got the brush off. But we eventually met at an event. And then we decided and we went to brunch. And we spent the day drinking and getting drunk and just talking about, like, dating. We had so many stories in common that, like, maybe our other friends hadn't experienced the same things we had. And we started talking. And then, I don't know, a few months later, we decided to start the podcast. Amazing. We've had lots of our listeners ask this question. So I wanted to put it to you. What are your tips for finding fat friends? I guess the best way to make other friends is through the internet right now or to like to go to meetups with plus size meetups and different things we we host them now because we want other people to meet friends like we have I was gonna say the same thing that like Nikki did with me like DMing someone I think is a great way to do it too not everyone's gonna say no sorry I did. <laughs> yeah, you know not everyone's gonna pie you I'm so busy I'm so sorry I love that <laughs> Oh my god, I was pied like yeah. in Love Island. I don't understand the reference. Someone explains me as a non Love Island. Love Island, like you get like they just get pied, don't you? What does that mean? <laughs> you know what getting pied means? A pie in the face. No, you just get like pied off. What? Yeah, but what does it mean? You just like get pied off. I can't be more explicit. Like <laughs> pied off, as in like yeah, brushed m- off, like mugged brushed. off. Mugged off. Oh, okay. All right. I'm learning. Have you never heard the term pied off? I have not heard of the term pied off. Uh, Every day is school day. Like, it's a pie in the face. It's probably from like Towie days, like 10 years ago. If you girls haven't seen Towie, we'll talk about it. We won't, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the first season of Love Island, so that's about as far as I can go. What did you think about it? So entertaining. Alex made me start with season one. I'm obsessed. I've watched every season. Here's the thing I know you guys. I know you don't like it, Laura, Um, (laughs) and I totally get where you guys are coming from um, because I feel the Mm. same way about The Bachelor here. But I think for me, there's like this component because it's not in the U.S. that makes me feel like it's different, even though I understand that like the, you know, the bodies are all the same, but it's so entertaining i haven't seen the bachelor but i've seen clips of it and it, that does look very toxic and i'd imagine it's very very staged but all the women they're pretty much like clones of each other aren't yes. they? like stepford wire clones and then yeah i'm not not a fan of those kind of things i have to say but um it's really popular isn't it in the states and i think it's gotten way way worse where it's like no everyone is like blonde and small and tiny and i know mm. one of the bachelors did ask for like different body types and he did not get them so uh really yeah that's such a shame especially if like he was up for that it's such a shame because representative of any country so us or uk or wherever how many women look like those women yeah. and i was thinking about this when i was actually listening to that victoria secret song the other day and it's like actually how many women out there look like those Victoria's Secret models of a percentage, maybe, I don't know, 5%, if that. And then that's all we've got. And so surely you'd want 
one you'd want obviously want the reputation you know we obviously talk about you know representation all the time but this is why I struggle sometimes when you see men commenting on the internet about you know we've just had um London Fashion Week here recently and we've had some bigger models on the catwalk thank fuck for that and you can see on Facebook the comments from men being like this is disgusting and I'm like but I'm so sure that the women in your life probably don't look like that yet they're seeing you comment these things about these stunningly beautiful women who just happen to be however many sizes bigger than what they used to see on catwalks winds me up it's it's trash well men are trash trash. (laughs) (laughs) and on that subject we want to talk to you about dating them (laughs) yay and so on that what made you actually want to start a podcast about dating when you're in a bigger body well it was because there was no podcast talking about it when we started there were plus size podcasts but nothing that was dating specific and um after talking with alex for the first time and like then we chat like talk about guys we were talking like talking to we went through very similar situations we felt so validated talking to each other so it was like why not you know mm. start sharing what work our journeys on a mic and you know see if anybody else can relate and surprisingly a lot of people do <laughs> yeah they do it's amazing isn't it we have the same response when we whenever we talk about it don't we lauren and like lauren you're going through it at the moment aren't you where you're kind of could we call it dipping the toe in? Are you even? Oh, we, mate. Well, we can call it whatever you fancy, but it's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, so in, so we talked, you talked earlier about like not having uh, friends in bigger bodies and thank God for my fat friends, thank God. But then I don't have any single fat friends and that experience, I can't, like all my friends are fabulous, Laura included, and you know, will help me and be well, like, you're fabulous. You. But no one of the same is going through the same thing as me. So whenever we've spoken about it on the podcast and we've got our community group over on Facebook for the podcast, people message and it's like, I feel validated as well. I don't feel alone. Like it sucks that other women are going through really shit because dating, dating period is the worst. Dating while you're big is just an added (laughs) pile of poo on top. You need that solidarity, like you say, in the connection, like definitely. Literally talking to Nikki was the first time I was like, wait, you actually think about like how you don't want to fat fish someone on your dating profile. Like we literally started talking about what photos we use to make sure that people know what we look like exactly, like that our bodies are bigger. And I have, I've like tried to talk to my straight size friends about it. And they were like, oh my God, no one cares. Like just do you pick whatever photos make you. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely care. And I don't want to show up and they look at me like I'm, not who I said I was. So it was like the first time I ever talked about that with someone and was validated was with Nikki. And I like when we did a TikTok about that, it was like it went on. It was fire because everyone was like, oh, my God. Yeah. My straight size friends do not understand that concept. And it was that was like, okay, I think we're on to something. Because it is harder. Like Lauren said, like dating is hard enough. And then when you kind of throw that in, yeah, because you have to deal with, this is our favourite word that we can't say, you have to deal with things like fetishisation, fetishization, fetishizing. Yeah, people fetishizing you, which is fine if you're into that. But then also like, you know, me and Lauren have spoken before about it. You just want someone to kind of just like you for you and you just happen to be fat. I have thoughts of this because we thought the same thing that you guys think. 
who's, who told us it was wrong for somebody to be attracted to somebody in a bigger body? Society. Society makes it a fetish. It's not necessarily a fetish. Yes, there are fat fetishes like feeders and like gainers and all these different things. But somebody just being attracted to your body doesn't mean they're fetishizing you. They just have a preference, like somebody who has a preference for brown hair or blonde hair or somebody who has a preference for shorter women. It's not necessarily bad. That is such a good point. I think I think the fear of the fetishization, I fucking said <laughs> <laughs> is is more about le- yeah. that the, the, <laughs> is that they just want sex and so it's not like and that is the fear of like okay well like, you're good enough to fuck but actually I don't want to take you home to my mom or my friends and that is where that I think that fear comes from of like fetishizing not so much although I say not so much for the the whole like people being attracted to bigger bodies but Lauren you have found that a bit of a turn off haven't you yeah, so I, I personally don't like it when guys are upfront on their profiles and say, I love curves and all that kind of stuff. Because I'm like, why are you sad? I, yeah, like I, I feel, I don't know, it just gives me the ick, right? Yeah. But then literally, Nikki, what you've just said is so true because we wouldn't say, you know, guys that like slimmer girls, we would never say that they're fetishize it. For fuck's sake, honestly, if anyone listens to this podcast, like binges our podcast, you take a shot every time we can't say this word. You'll be hammered by the middle of season one. I have a word for you guys to use. Please, God, help me. Oversexualizing fat people. God for that. Right. (laughs) Oversexualization is what we, is that gives you the ick. It's the turnoff. But any person I think would, well, I'm sure there's some people who are down to be oversexualized. But for us, like, mm. we don't want to be ever oversexualized. We don't want somebody to lead with, ooh, I want to fuck you. If we were thin, we wouldn't want somebody to say that to us either. You know, it just happens that we are fat. So then it turns into it's a fat fetish. Oh, my God. This is so true. That is so annoying. And we've we've said it so many times in this podcast. We've gone straight for the whole, they're, fetish, they're oversexualizing me because I'm bigger. But they're not. It's just they happen to... Fancy me, so it's about me. But like, <laughs> <laughs> they also might be oversexualizing you because there is a stereotype that bigger people are easier for some reason. So that is a case. But like, also, if you were thin, you probably wouldn't want somebody like saying, "Oh, I love curvy people" or "I love thin people" or like their no. opening message to you is something sexual. Like, so I think like if somebody says something sexual for the jump get the, the fuck out and move get the on. fuck out of there yeah. get out like get even out. if someone messaged you and was like oh I love brunettes you'd be like well that's right. great for you but what do you like about me like it's not personal <laughs> well what if I change my so... hair like you can <laughs> yeah exactly so it's yeah. also just a really shit opening message I know I had a guy once tell me he liked how short I was and I was like that's also weird that's weird because it feels like there's a connotation there about like all oh, the small girl thing like oh yeah but maybe that's again me just being like yeah all trust trash. me it took <laughs> us two years of talking about this weekly for us to get to this place of feeling this way <laughs> if you go back and listen to our first podcast I might not suggest that because we have gone on a journey um uh, we're like wait it is not bad for somebody to have a fat preference and then I've realized like a lot of the guys I've dated have had fat preferences like I've got because I never talked with guys I've dated in the past about like the fact that I was fat or plus size until we started the podcast and I was like wait I didn't think they were weird. Yeah. And it's also with with those kind of guys. So I've, I, when I've been chatting to guys recently, and it's, by the way, Alex, your word earlier, fat fish, that's changed my life. I've never heard that before. <laughs> but I've been up front. So on my profile, again, I've got however many photos and five out of the six of them are full length ones being like, look, here I am. I am big. I am fabulous, but I am big. And then whenever it's got to like maybe meeting up with them or talking about stuff, I've gone 
oh, either I've tried to make it cute, be like, oh, so you like curves then? Or I've gone, oh, but essentially, you know, I'm big, right? And it's kind of like, why, why, why do we do that? And Laura made a really good point of being like, because it's kind of like, I, you know, the fear of not wanting to turn up on a date and, the, and and a guy looking at you going, well, you don't look like your photos and that thing. Right. Have you guys done that before? We or? once for a podcast episode put in our bios that like I'm fat and I like that or something like that because we saw it as a tip. So many people were saying you need to qualify yourself. What we realized is if you feel comfortable of like putting a qualifier there and letting them know, that's like great, good for you. Like if you're comfortable with doing that and it makes you feel better, like great, do it. But I don't necessarily think you need to tell somebody, warn somebody. Why are you going to warn somebody? I'm not doing it anymore. Good. I'm going to hold you to that. (laughs) There's no need. And if you have pictures showing who you are, they should know. And if they don't, they're an idiot. Like, (laughs) period. It's not not something somebody you want to see. If they don't real, if they can't tell by full six photos that you're fat, that you're just like, ooh, you're thinner. That's a them problem. Chug your drink and you get out of the bar. So how was dating for you guys growing up before like you started the podcast? I was what they call a late bloomer. Same. I didn't have my first kiss until I was 18. It happened to be with my best friend's brother at the time. We were drunk and he didn't remember doing it. And I was heartbroken. He didn't like me like that. You know, I was the fat best friend. That was the summer before college. Then men started finding me attractive and I was shocked. I dated so many people that I had no idea I was going on dates with. Because I thought we were just friends. Because who would find me attractive? Nobody, like, nobody looked at me in high school or middle school. So it was shocking. Um, still did not have a boyfriend until I was 25. I mean, I grew up straight size. So uh, I think my experiences were a little bit different. Though, I th- like looking back on it, um, I did not think I was straight size. So I had like a lot of body dysmorphia and like definitely thought I was like hideous um, and that people didn't like me because of my body. But now I am in a plus size body. I think it's very different dating in both situations. So I think that's a little hard too. It's like how you see yourself being treated differently when you're in two different, you know, in a straight size body versus a plus size body, I think is is really difficult. But yeah, I mean, like Nikki and I have a million horror stories. (laughs) My first ever online date, it was a coffee shop. He tried to push me into the bathroom (gasps) to have sex. My first date ever. No. I met him on Tinder. Oh my God. Coffee shop, middle of the day. I ran away. How you literally ran away. Oh no. And I don't know how now online dating is my preferred dating method after that. I don't know how you went back. I'd be traumatized. My goodness. Okay, so that's a pretty good horror story. Alex, can you top? I well, I don't know if I can top, but I think like the worst one for me, like as a plus size woman, was I got set up on a date by a friend. Um, she did not show my photos to the guy I showed up and he had the look of disappointment I could see it run down his face and then later I was I was not into him either he just like wasn't my vibe anyway and when I talked to my friend I was like yeah he's nice like trying to be sweet about it and she's like yeah I'm so sorry he didn't like you like I don't get it like you're so great and beautiful and like I don't think it matters that you're bigger and I was like Okay. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> like, I did not been a need to know yeah. all of that information. Like, I already mm. could tell. Why are you confirming it? Um, but yeah, I think that that just goes to show, like, how straight-sized people don't fully get it, right? Mm. Like, people have offered to set me up after that. And I'm like, okay, but you need to tell them 
or show them a photo of me and be like, do you care or do you like plus size bodies? Because mm. it's it's definitely a thing. It's a preference. It is different because one, you know, I think we can both acknowledge the fact that straight size people just do not consider the things that we now consider as bigger women because they don't have to. So that's not a bad thing on them. It's just, of course, they don't consider it. And they see, you know, if your friend's setting you up, Oh, by the way, my friends have never set me up. So girls, I know you all listen. Can you hurry the fuck up and set me up? Um, going back, yeah, straight size uh, people will never have to think about it. And if your friends are setting you up, they see you for you and they love you and they just don't think about those things. But I must say the the dating and the way that people treat you and the way that men treat you and look at you is vastly different in a bigger body. And that's probably the biggest thing that really upsets me being in a bigger body is having that hindsight of I remember how people used to look at me when I was slimmer and how they look at me now and that breaks my fucking heart because that's just diet culture as a thing so you you, like you found similar differences as well Alex when you've been like slimmer versus bigger yeah definitely I mean I think I had more attention I don't think I realized it until later you know Mm. I think I thought like oh well all my friends are getting way more guys than me it must be because I'm bigger than them, which is maybe probably true because like I was bigger than most of my friends most of my life. I was still always like, I mean, I know your sizes are different, but you know, like for us, a, a size 12 is sort of where so you So that's a UK of... size 16 for anyone, for any listeners that are in the UK. So yeah, I think because your two sizes sm- like smaller than us. So a, a 12 US would be a UK 16. I thought it was one size. So this makes so much more sense when I order clothes from Nasty Gal. <laughs> okay. I even remember coming to London as a kid and being like, oh, I can't fit in any of this stuff. Like, because it was all yeah. too small. Like there were more options in the US is even wilder to me. I don't know. But yeah, it was the sucky thing is, is like men who are attracted to larger bodies. I think there are more than we think. Um, just mm. society has basically been like, yeah, you can't though, which is why I think so many of them are like, yeah, I'll have sex with you, but I don't want to date you. Have you guys all found that? Like, cause I've, I've I, I haven't had that mostly because I don't have sex with anyone. <laughs> but like, <laughs> anecdotally, I hear about it. Is that a thing that guys do? Like they'll, they'll have sex with you, but they won't go out yeah. with you. It unfortunately is a thing or like, you know, they'll see you behind doors, but not, um, in public or they'll date you but they'll never introduce you to their family. It's not all men, but it's some of them. <laughs> <laughs> like now, like as I've gotten older, obviously I'm married now, but like, yeah, I definitely had that like when I was dating and when I was younger. And I think like, I look back and I go, Laura, you absolute tool. Like, come on. Like he was obviously not that into you or he was, and but he was too embarrassed like by it. On the flip side of that, when I did have someone that was like kind of proud to show me off, I was like, what's wrong with you? Are you blind? Yes. And so it makes you like really insecure. Like you get that kind of like thing of why does anyone want to be with me? And it's weird because you'd never think that about friendships, would you? You'd never think like, oh, why do you want to be my friend? Because I look like this. But with relationships, like, I don't know. I just, I think, I don't want to say that all men are shallow because that's really doing a disservice to them. But I think a lot of men are shallow and care a lot about other people's opinions. And that is, as you said, sucky. Yeah, it sucks. We interviewed this man. I don't even remember his name. Um, but we interviewed him <laughs> and he was like, it's so hard dating, like being attracted to plus size people because society, they look at you different. Like they, you know, it's hard for us 
And I was like, oh, oh poor God, you. Get my violin out now, babe. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. Poor but you. But I think that is indicative of, of probably how they all feel. No, some of them feel. I know. We like putting asterisks on the not all men. Yeah. It's, you know, not hashtag not yeah. all men and all of that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. But, like, <laughs> but most of them. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that we're sitting here is that you guys have got a dating podcast specifically about being bigger means that it is a lot of men and it is yeah we're, we're not alone here people <laughs> so we talked a bit about dating what about like one night stands and things like that love them <laughs> is it different to navigate when you're in a bigger body just because we've heard of a lot of like horrible pranks out there does that kind of thing happen like is that something that you're wary of yeah we've heard about it happening in college but i've never had that that i know of uh, wait i did have a one night stand with a guy I met him out. He was like a friend of a friend. And we had like a really great night. Like it was really good sex. Okay. I then and we had sex multiple times. That's like how I know it's like he like took a shower and I saw his phone. I mean, like the messages just popped up. It's not like anything. But I one of his guy friends was basically like, why did you go home with her? Ah! And he before that, he had, everything had been fine. And he was even asking for my number and like, let's get breakfast. After that, he never heard from him again. No, no. Alex, that sucks. I know. It's like little things like that, like start to chip away at the enamel. Especially if it's good sex as well. I yeah, know. I'm sad. like, OK, <laughs> yeah. but I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. If it's shit sex, you're like, OK, see you later. Bye. But when it's good sex and they've got to be a horrible person, it's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's the worst. Even when you're dating somebody and like you sleep with them after a few dates and you have really good sex and then they ghost you after that it's worse because it's really good <laughs> you never want to let the really good ones go because they are few and far between define good sex to me nikki define good sex i love like really passionate sex if they can make me come great like that's good the sex. bar is low <laughs> the bar is low if they pay attention to me and they get like they put effort in <laughs> nikki. oh my god <laughs> Just kidding. If they pay attention to me, I am sold. The guy I'm specifically talking about, he did this move that I've never had done to me. It was like at this weird angle and it was amazing. And I was like, you get around. Somebody taught you that. An older woman taught you that. You're not seeing that in porn. These guys should go out and teach the other men how to do it. Right? So like with one night stands, I realized I just thought about it. I always am making out with a person in the bar in front of people. Nice. Make sure you make out with them in front of all of your friends before you go home with them. That's the tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, this guy just basically then needs to teach a class, doesn't he? He needs to go out there and teach all the men. <laughs> Ain't no way. We're faking it from here on out. The bar really is, you have to make me come. And if you can't meet the bar, you're out. See you later. Bye-bye, sir. Too many of them think they are. That's the <sighs> problem. They yeah, think I gone, think we're yeah. too too guilty of like just going. Oh, okay, I'll give it to you mm-hmm. because it's just get it over with. But yeah, don't love that for us. Don't you think they should know how it feels? <laughs> oh, there's evil in your eyes, babes. I love I it. I watch this guy who does OnlyFans, and he's like, he can tell. Really? Like, if you do know how to do it, you should be able to tell. Yeah, yeah. We're not faking anymore. 
I'm assuming you both have done it because I'm going to say 100% of women Just have. once, my first time having sex. Shut the front door. Have you just either gone, it's not happening, you haven't even tried to fake it, or it's you just had an orgasm every time? Because if you have, you're a queen and I no, need no, you. No, 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 I'll just say, <laughs> I, I say that feels really good, but we can, like, it's not going to happen every time. And it's more work for me to try to make it happen. Have you guys got any, like, either stories or tips for feeling confident? Tips, tricks, all of it. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of um, sex therapists on and I think the best recommendation we've gotten is like you have to be comfortable with how you're going to be in bed. If you decided that you don't want someone to see your boobs, wear a t-shirt like you have to be exactly how you want to be to be able to get to the point where you're comfortable enough to orgasm and like be comfortable in that situation if you want the lights off the lights should be off like don't have someone bully you into doing what you think needs to be like the sexiest or the best way to be you know like I know so many people recommend like certain lingerie and stuff like that do whatever makes you feel comfortable to be able to get to that point and I think also being in a relationship and like having sex with someone over and over and over like you'll get to the point where maybe you don't want to wear the t-shirt anymore or you do want to experiment a little bit more in the bedroom and do different positions but don't feel like you have to do that right away because like we're human and it should be comfortable for you and if you're not comfortable it's not going to be fun and you're not going to continue doing it So it has to be what you feel comfortable doing. I also know yourself. So if you're not masturbating, start masturbating it up. (laughs) Walk around your house naked to get comfortable in your own skin. We both like do that or stare in the mirror and like just to normalize our bodies at all angles for ourselves. Like and just at the end of the day, remember the person you're with, they know you're fat. They know it just because you have clothes on doesn't mean mean you're hiding it. So what about oral sex? Because I feel like when you get caught up in the moment, like sex is great, whatever, jolly good time. Jolly, jolly I just said jolly time. good time. Wow, have you ever heard anything more British? Jolly good I'm time. I'm sure that's like a skit in Family Guy once, and it's like two like old English men being like, yeah, talking about it. It's like, oh, I have arrived. There you go. So jolly old time. I have arrived. Yeah, carry on, Laura. Jolly old time. <laughs> But um, oral sex, when you're bigger, receiving it, I feel like a lot of women, a lot of us bigger girls, is that is something that we fear. Any advice on that? Because it's very intimate, isn't it? Yeah. Again, I think masturbation is a big part of that. You should not feel like whatever's down there is different just because we're fat. Like you can still like move things around. Like it shouldn't be uncomfortable to just be like, yeah, just move that away. Part, part the Red Sea. Like, <laughs> Get in there. You shouldn't be embarrassed to be like, yeah, you're going to have to move some things around. And that's like on any body, right? Like every vagina is different. So like just even when I was straight size, I remember like mine was a little bit like puffier, you know, like it was just a little bit bigger. And they should be wanting to root around down there think about we move so, balls like, all the time why can't they move a little fat in, in general i think like receiving oral sex is is really intimate and you feel really exposed because i'm with you alex like, i felt when i was like slimmer doing that for the first time still felt as scary i would say because it's just like hello here it is and everyone's is different and we only know what we see from 
porn essentially they're tiny as well like, i feel like a lot of the ones in porn they just don't have any fat around them. and again i'm not shaming those women like lovely good for you you've got a wonderful vagina it's just that like not everyone's is like that like so you say that's and it's the same with like right at the top of the episode you were saying about you know victoria's secret models and all of that all we're saying is that not everyone looks like that we just want to see representation it's the same with fannies <laughs> And Willie's. Wait, Fanny's in this country? I know. Means like, yeah, the Vol. Okay, you got it, you got it. It means what? <laughs> so yeah, Fanny in America, I feel like is is butt. But yeah. What? Laura, yeah. Do you, have you been outside? Like, <laughs> how I, are we well, teaching I, you I the knew. first things from the time? <laughs> I know you have fanny packs. Yeah, it's a butt yeah. bag. But I did not, you're joking. What? How is your ass your fanny? I don't understand. Right, literally welcome to 2001. Right, so hold on a minute. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, so they were like, genuinely. get to like, yeah, you smack, I think literally you watch TV shows and sometimes they're like, yeah, smack my fanny and they mean <gasps> smack my butt. No. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> believe. Right, Are we're going to get joking? a poll on Instagram. Who knew, who from the UK knew that fanny in America refers to a butt? Are you having me on? Is that April Fool's or something? serious. No, Girl? that's definitely serious. Yeah. Uh, but- <laughs> Did you just think they were talking about vaginas the whole time? Oh my God. Damn, girl. Fanny pack. What did I, you I'm think sorry. it was called I'm a fanny so pack for? My- well, because it goes around you like uh, above your fanny, doesn't but we, it? <laughs> but we call it a bum bag. <laughs> oh, a bum bag. Oh, a fanny pack is a bum bag. Yeah, but it sits at the front above your fanny, which is okay. I think I think originally they were supposed to be in the back. Oh, it's an education today, isn't it? So much. That's my favourite. I just thought that was universally known. Well, obviously not. Oh, I'm so Thank sorry. you for enlightening me. <laughs> but the point was, yeah, Fanny's great. Yeah, that. Uh, well, I've learned so much. I would love to know what have you learnt from doing the podcast? What's the biggest thing you've learned? Well, for me, it was that even though I thought I was so like body positive, fat positive, I had a lot of internalized fat phobia still. Like just like everyday things that I've really had to work on. Like thinking guys were fetishizing me just if they thought I was attractive because I was fat. Like that's like internalized fat phobia. I mean, it's fat phobia period, but like it, all these like little things inside me that I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. Me and Laura have spoken before about like, even though we're fat, we are still fat phobic and we don't mean it. It's just these things that slip in. So like, yeah, like you were saying earlier, the fact that I think if guys saying they like herbs, it's because they've been over-sexualizing um well done thank you very much uh but (laughs) but yeah so oh my god that's such a good point it's the same for me i think i still to this day if a guy like dms me and i find them conventionally attractive i'm like what's wrong with you where is the shoe gonna drop because there has to be something wrong with you to like me and that is a big thing that i've had to work through and i'm still working through because like i think there's just this huge connotation out in the world that there's something wrong with me so there's something wrong with a guy who likes me that's so sad and it's so true i know it's horrible if a girl said that to me i'd be like that's disgusting (laughs) yeah but i say it to myself i know and i i feel the same and i bet so many people that listening to this episode will be feeling the same as well and it's a whole host of stuff i'm finding dating to be like a real like it's really taking it out of me like it 
it's such an emotional roller coaster anyway and I've worked like quite hard to get my mental health to be like pretty just like you know just 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 above average okay and then it's like oh no wait hold on dating is here like it just absolutely annihilates your self-confidence sometimes so that's such such a sad thing to hear but I understand completely if dating isn't mentally okay for you right now take a break it's okay to take breaks yeah we just took a a two-month detox on online dating I was going to ask, how's dating going for you? But what's the sitch right now? I joined Bumble last night. Oh, okay. Is this you getting back in after the detox? Yeah, after the detox. I, I joined Bumble last night. I joined a matchmaking service, apparently. I don't remember doing that, but I did that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to step out of my comfort zone because for a long time, I only thought I could meet somebody online. And that's not true. Like, I had to prove it to myself and, like, start reframing my mind. But... I'm going to try in the wild as well still, but like I'm going to intentionally use the dating app. Try in the wild. <laughs> Love that. Alex, how about you? Have you are you out of the detox? I'm out of the detox, but I don't think I'm ready to get back on the dating apps yet. Um, definitely trying to focus more on just like if someone's looking at me at a bar or something like that to just, you know, talk to them or be more open to talking to people. So that's where I am right now. We're all, we're going on a vacation together, Nikki and I. So maybe when we get back, I'll jump back on. Oh, girls, I cannot tell you how much I love that chat. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, do check out the Swipe Fat podcast as well if you are dating and you are plus size. I'm sure you absolutely love it. But Nikki, Alex, thank you so, so much for coming on. We've loved having you. Yeah, well, we love you. <laughs> A huge thank you to today's Patreon sponsors, Lee Ann Rowan and Wendy Cartwright. Thank you, thank you, thank you to you guys for supporting the podcast. Uh, we're so grateful. And if you would like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself, or you can search go love yourself in Apple Podcasts, where you can sponsor the show for as little as one pound a week and you can get ad free and early episodes. <laughs> Well, that was a fascinating episode. I really enjoyed that chat. Yeah, I did as well. And it's so nice, again, to talk to women about dating that look like me. Do you know what I mean? It's so nice. Yeah. So yeah, I really, yeah, I hope I hope people find that episode really, really helpful. Yeah, me too. I think the girls are lovely and I love that they're being advocates for fat babes who are dating. And I love as well, like even for me, it kind of gives me confidence that things are kind of changing and that like, I don't know, just like people of all ages and generations will be able to kind of go out and date with confidence now, having hopefully a kind of toolkit to do that. Um, and knowing that they're worthy of like love and romance and acceptance and all of the lovely things that, you know, people want and need and deserve. So yeah, fabulous chat. I know, I love them, I love them. Uh, but before we go, we got to talk about this, Laura, right? So right, there's a TikTok going around, you might have seen it. It's by a woman called Kaylee who was jilted at the altar right which is just Mm. can be so very heartbreaking however however (laughs) queen kaylee carried on with her day queen kaylee mate i cannot even so she literally said she said even though the day didn't go to plan i couldn't let the hard work that i put into this day and a good party go to waste when they asked me what song i wanted to enter into there was no other choice but lizzo's good as hell oh my fucking god (laughs) and she said this song carried me through the day and reminded me that if he we don't love you anymore. <laughs> Walk, Walk your, your finest out the door. <laughs> well, that was beautiful. Do my head. <laughs> it's like Michael Ball and Alfie Bow. Like, move over. Like, we're the new <laughs> duo. <laughs> 
Yeah, fuck Ball and Bow. It's all about Laura and Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, do you reckon we could get our own like radio show? Anyway, oh, no. hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, how incredible is that? Oh, amazing. I'm so inspired by her. Like, honestly, Queen Kaylee, what a fucking G. Like, what a legend. So, Laura, I do actually have a little surprise for you. And we have Queen Kaylee. She is about to come. She's literally about to come on this no. call. And she's going to tell us all about it. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Hi, Queen Kaylee. <laughs> Welcome. This is mad. Um, how are you? How have you been since this has all happened? It's been crazy. Literally, I feel like I've gone from completely kind of a nobody to a, a little somebody kind of people kind of knowing my stories I think yesterday in my local shop some of us like oh my god are you the the jilted bride I was no like way. yes that's me I think that's my tagline now <laughs> yes <laughs> don't know whether that's a good thing or bad thing but <laughs> bless you you totally like you're owning it though which I love like I just feel so empowered by your story like I think it's incredible like what you did I've just always been like I've never been shy I'm an extrovert and I always will be so I kind of get my energy off of other people as well and it's something that I kind of I didn't want to shy away from because if I shy away from it I'm gonna end up probably crying on my bed and that's no good for anybody not good for me and I'd rather kind of just face it head on and run into the storm that's my kind of where I live by what made you go from having heard that news that he wasn't coming to I'm gonna crack on with this awesome day and I'm gonna have the best time of my life with my family and my friends what made you decide to carry on? Was it like, did your girls help you? Or were you like, do you know what? I deserve this fabulousness. Yeah, so basically, after I cried off all my makeup after hearing the news, like I had mascara down my chest, my foundation was non-existent. And I I bought Charlotte Tilbury, by the way, do you mean foundation? Oh, fume! I would be human. expensive. <laughs> I, I was. It wasn't a pretty sight. So my sister was like, let's just wipe it off and I start again. And then during that process, she just went... Oh, just told me a joke about the videographer and the photographer made about basically why didn't she just carry on with the day like she's got this far she everybody's there why didn't she just go for it they were just chatting to themselves and my sister told me and I went do you know what why not like I love as crazy as it sounds I was looking forward to having the food because I organise a nacho bar so if anybody knows me I love nachos so I love salsa jalapenos the cheese I love everything oh my god exactly so I was looking forward to that I was looking forward to my donut wall I was was looking forward to the food and the music and the drink yeah in all honesty and just spending time with my family because I'm I'm youngest of nine, see, so I've got like 17 girl. nephews and nieces. <laughs> so we we didn't have a TV, let me tell you. Um, so I know all my family. We tend we don't really tend to get together in ten like the really big events because there's so many of us, and people came from all over the UK just to celebrate this day, and they spent money on it, and I was like. Mm. I wanted them to enjoy it. And I was like, they're not going to go if I don't go. So I was just like, do you know what? I'm going to go. I didn't have anything else other to wear other than my dress. My dress was gorgeous. I absolutely loved it. And it I love stunning. it. Stunning. You looked phenomenal, Kaylee. It needed its time. It needed its time. Do you know what I mean? It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's what drove me to doing it. Spending time with the family, having some food. I drank a bottle of tequila um, <laughs> and I enjoyed my natural bar and I don't regret it one bit. And do you know what was my favourite thing when I watched your video? 
when you walked into what, like, I guess the dinner bits of the reception bit and all your 74,000 bridesmaids, <laughs> they were just like absolute, like, they were, and, and I just loved that. And I was like, you need your girls on that day. And I feel like your girls really rallied round. Um, Kelly, do you want me asking, like, have you spoken to him since? Like, how have things been left now? So basically, his family left on the day after they yeah. found out that he's definitely not coming. His mum asked to come and see us in the Airbnb, but. I said no, just because that was my safe space. And I just didn't want anybody kind of wailing at me or crying at me. I just needed to kind of go for it. So the next day they all messaged me. I I haven't responded back to them just because of, I feel like they were at a place where they were saying sorry for him leaving me, but not saying sorry for how he left, which is my main issue is how he left with no not owning it like I'm a big person owning your shit so own your choices and he didn't unfortunately so he has messaged me but not about the wedding and not about his the reasons why and he messaged me about his stuff and worrying about that rather than actually going are you okay I'm sorry Um, and then I sent him a few messages back just basically saying thank you for asking how I was by the way (laughs) basically just talking about like if you had any respect for me leave that at the door basically and I blocked him then afterwards because I don't I don't need to know now because I feel like it's not going to bring me any closure I don't need to know the reasons why you left me because that's not going to help me I just need to know that you left without owning your shit and being a grown up and I think that's what's empowering me and give me my closure. Yeah. It must be so hard though, mate. Oh God, like I'm literally so inspired same, by you. Yeah, I'm I like I feel it's weird to say like you're proud of someone that you've never met, but um I don't mm. think I would have been the same in this situation. Um I just feel like angry for you and I just feel like he must he should be so embarrassed. You know, like that TikTok, like, are you not embarrassed? Like, what a <laughs> fucking chicken. I really hope his friends and family rib him to shit. And he, like, I really, I hope he is miserable. Sorry, but what an absolute prick. Laura's not over it. Kaylee might, Laura's not, I'm over, not over it. Yet, it. Okay, I'm, so. I'm so angry. <laughs> Absolutely fine. <laughs> My friends aren't over it. I, I can tell you that when they were packing up his stuff, they were kind of like, just kind of had that moment going, I really want to break you but I'm not going to break you. Just stuff in the bag really hard. Jodie got her comeuppance back because I passed her a jigsaw and she took out one bit of the jigsaw. Yes. Obsessed, obsessed. Oh my God, I'm here for that level of petty. Yeah, me too, equally. And thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, like you're so inspiring and I really admire your strength. And I really hope that this leads to other opportunities for you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, let us know on Instagram or Facebook if you've got any ideas for future episodes. We're at Go Love Yourself Pod and the Facebook group is called Go Love Yourself Community. Also make sure you check out our subscription options on Patreon and Apple where you can support the show for as little as £1 a week. We love you and we'll see you next week. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts.